Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Chef Phoebe and this is Chef Phoebe's Whispers. Today we're going to talk about some of the things I like to watch on YouTube. Culinary YouTube, that is. So to sum it up, I just wanted to share with you guys some of the things I watch on YouTube that are culinary related. Because I do watch non-culinary YouTube things. Everything in my life isn't food, man. You should know this by now. But if you don't, hi, I'm Phoebe. This is my podcast. Stick around. I'm gonna jump right in here and start with Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit is a channel, well, for starters, it's a culinary magazine and it also has a YouTube channel. Nowadays, I feel like a lot of big businesses have YouTube channels as well just to grow their brand. I haven't figured out how to do that with my podcast yet because I'm not doing visual podcasts because that requires a lot more work. And as I'm sure you guys have noticed, I do a lot of my recording past 12 a.m. Like, it is currently Monday, the day this podcast goes out. I will have it ready by everyone's morning commute. Not everyone, but at least everyone in the eastern part of the world. Oh, no, not part of the world. Part of the United States. Goodness gracious, that sounded kind of conceited. Like I was saying, I like Bon Appetit because it has a lot of different breakdowns for example since i'm sure most of you guys know or if you don't know my passion started on the confectionery side of cooking particularly with cupcakes and negrated cakes and cookies and you know confections i'm starting to branch out to other non-flour based confections as well now but that's not what we're here to talk about but the reason i brought up bon appetit and me liking confection is because there was Claire, I believe her name is Claire Saffitz. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name, but her name is Claire. And she was the host of Gourmet Makes, which she would, it's not even all confections, but she's a pastry chef herself. And she, they would give her, for example, there's a Pop-Tarts episode. They would give her a Pop-Tart and she had to make a version of it. She had to make a Pop-Tart right there in the studio. I mean, she did have I mean, as many days as it took her to create this Pop-Tart. But it was nice to see her process. For example, they showed her failures, her enlightenment moments, just things that inspired her. Sometimes she had to do research, sometimes she didn't. And she made things from Pop-Tarts to Cheez-Its. Gourmet makes Twinkies, there was an Oreo. There was a lot of things she made and I just liked watching it. I want to say Claire was the first Bon Appetit video I saw and this was fairly recent. This was only like maybe two three years ago. Maybe four if I'm pushing it. Time seems to travel faster than I realized so it might have been four years. Yes so Claire might have been the first Bon Appetit video that I saw. I loved her videos. They were fun to watch and kind of inspire you know they inspired me. This is when I was still in school for film as well though the videos on gourmet makes are great for both culinary and film majors or enthusiasts because there's the producer who for example another gourmet not gourmet makes gourmet makes its color section sorry another bon appetit host is brad brad leone i believe i'm really bad with names in general they're very 
very lucky I remembered their first name. I mean, sometimes I forget my own middle name for like a good 30 seconds and I'm like, I have a middle name? You know, so nothing personal. <laughs> like I was trying to say, Brad, his producer, clearly different from Claire's. I mean, he's been through a few since I started watching. And also when you binge watch things on YouTube, you tend to go back and watch all the ones that interest you from before the date you started. Past videos, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Brad's producer was more fun, kooky, and Claire's producer was more educational. That's what it was. Claire's producer was more educational, Brad's was just more fun. For example, they would have little, if you've seen it, you know what I mean. If you haven't, they would have like playful words or whenever Brad said a word in the Brad way, they would like spell it out on the screen, which was nowhere near close <laughs> to the word it's supposed to be. I think he says water funny something and they made like a whole like joke out of the way he says water or like he has a very energetic spunky personality so it was his producer's job to highlight his personality in his videos which made the videos more fun to watch even though brad's videos were just as educational if not more educational actually than claire's videos but it was like you were getting tricked into being educated brad's section Oh my god, I knew exactly what it was called a second ago. Give me 30 seconds. Brad's section was called It's Alive. He generally worked with fermented products and aging food. It was a lot of fermenting. And he made a lot of pickles, sourdough starters, sourdough, lots of things. He used sourdough starters in a lot of things and did a lot of just fermentation. I can't really explain his whole channel, but it's called It's Alive because, you know, yeast is alive and uh, you know, all that other. He works with a lot of bacterias. Not all bacteria are bad. It seems like the word bacteria is just like fire alarms. <laughs> but he works with a lot of culinary bacterias. Plain and simple. It's very interesting. He learned how to ferment things. He has like a whole like ferment station in the test kitchen. Also, I just love saying test kitchen. I know it just seems like sidetracked, but not that I just love to say test kitchen. I love the concept of a test kitchen. Somewhere you go to just, you get paid to just try and create things. Bon Appetit puts out, you know, what's the most interesting, I don't know what exactly they, what they title it exactly, but for Thanksgiving, they always have like a nice Thanksgiving menus and lists of Thanksgiving recipes. And they practice and figure these out in the summer. There's a whole like mini series they did with most of the uh, culinary. I don't know what they're called. They're not the producers. The producers, people. They have a job title that I cannot think of right now. I apologize. However, it's just really cool. They did that whole. They did the. Thanksgiving miniseries and as a group they also did what's the best pizza miniseries perfect pizza they studied crust I think they flew to Italy for the pizza it's crazy they tried deep frying a turkey <laughs> for the Thanksgiving one it was all very interesting and fun to watch and again this was like through the years I watched a lot of them getting closer and closer to like I'm going to culinary school 
this was definitely a great way to inspire because there were so many things and it's right in the world trade center in new york so it is one of my unspoken goals to be able to create in the ba test kitchen bon appetit i just really really want to go in there and waste people's money trying things over and over and over and failing and knowing i could fail because it's a test kitchen it's not like when i cook dinner I make food for my family, which means that dinner has to be edible. You can't go too wild. You know that there's a limit to how far you're willing to go because if you ruin something, it's not a throw it away and start over. In a test kitchen, not that they encourage you to throw things away because it's a waste of money, but it's, it's just what it is. You test things. There are people who test cars. Oh. Like, this is not a good this is not a good comparison now that I think about it Cause when you test cars you just go in and you fix the car parts okay well food isn't that food is not cars that's my bad for bringing that up <laughs> do not compare food to cars anyway you're allowed to test and recreate multiple things the one thing multiple times or multiple things in different ways test kitchen is fun so along with claire brad i like chris's i forget again last names chris if you just go on bon appetit youtube channel and just like look at all the videos and i say when you see chris i mean chris i mean that chris the chris on the ba youtube channel as far as i know there was only the one that was on camera Chris supposedly has a refined palate, so they will blindfold him, he has to taste a dish, and he has to recreate it, and I think he gets three times to try and create the dish, and he gets to taste it twice. Taste, smell, touch, everything except see the dish, and he has to recreate it. It's so fun. There is another concept similar to that called Back to Back Chef. I believe it's what Carla is her name. I know a lot of culinary people in my head. Like between Food Network, Top Chef, and YouTube, I can't. Names are a lot for me. Names are similar to spelling, and spelling and I are not friends. We're like frenemies. I need you to exist, but let's not get to know each other any further. You know, names and I, spelling and I. Back to Back Chef is when Carla teaches another person, sometimes they know how to cook, oftentimes they do not know how to cook, how to cook a recipe without them being able to see. So they stand back to back and they have all the same ingredients and tools, plus, you know, extra tools. I don't think they have extra ingredients, but do have extra tools. And she walks through the recipe as she's making it. And the person that's back to back with her also makes it listening to her instructions only not being able to see so that's back to back chef that's fun molly has i don't even know how to explain what molly does she gets to travel i think mostly she gets to travel and just like discover things or discover information about things like there was an ostrich egg mini series not a mini series it's just that 
her one episode I think is a little bit longer than some of the other ones. Not for my makes. For my makes is long because Claire goes through the whole process. But Molly, like they give her clues and hints and sh to what she has to do at the end of it. They take her. I think to go to like an ostrich farm. I don't remember what she was making the other time, but she. I believe she went to Italy for something. There's a lot. There's in. I don't know this guy's name because I didn't watch a lot of his videos. Only like one or two because Claire and Brad was in them. That sounds so bad. But he's not a- his videos aren't bad, they just weren't what I was into. His job is to- okay, sometimes they have multiple jobs, but his- one of his video series is- oh, he usually makes his two. He has one where he makes like- he makes a hamburger in like every way possible or a hundred ways I think it is. Something like that. First of all, all of the comments on that videos are telling him he's eating raw beef because he explains that he grinds his own meat so it's a lot safer for him to cook it to medium rare. In my opinion, putting it in of many of the people in the comments, that he should cook it a little longer because I don't even think heat got to the middle of that burger. His other series is he goes to a restaurant and he tries everything on the menu and they rate it. He usually goes with someone else from the office. It's fun. So, Bon Appetit is great. I like Bon Appetit. They have a lot of different videos. You can learn how to cook things. They have recipes. I haven't read much of their... I haven't read their physical whole dang magazine. I do go online to Bon Appetit magazine and I can read there. I'm not a physical... Not that physical when I want to read something like a magazine. I'd rather just read it online. I'm not sure if that says a lot about me. Or about technology but okay some of the other things I like to watch on YouTube are Google's foods and along with that is Sufi everything both belong to the same person both channels belong to the same person and honestly I like Google's foods more because he does a lot of grilling in that one basically Google makes a lot of steaks okay Google Foods, there's a lot of steak experiments. He dry aged, he does dry aged experiments a lot. He has done a dry aged with Nutella, dry aged with butter, dry aged with honey, a lot of dry aged experiments, a lot of marinade experiments such as pineapple, you know, does it break down the fibers? Meat, they make tender. He cooks a lot of Wagyu meat. You know, for those of us who can't eat it, you can just watch this dude eat it and sometimes destroy it with his experiments. But it's very interesting. All of it is extremely interesting. His other channel, Suvi Everything, is very similar, but as the title suggests, he Suvi's everything. He Suvi's it and then usually gives it a crust either on the grill, cast iron, with a flamethrower, etc. The reason I like Google Foods more is because I'm not really into the sous vide because there are a lot of things and experiments he does with his sous vide or on his sous vide channel that I'm thinking if you just grilled this or threw it in a cast iron instead it would be so perfect. Or like even in the oven. Like, not everything has to be sous vide, except the name of the channel is sous vide everything. I can't get mad. The only thing that makes me sad is his stations for both videos are pretty much identical. So if I see the little thumbnail and I read the description without reading the name of the channel, I'll get souped and excited. 
and then once I'm in a video, I'm like, this is sous vide everything. Yeah, because he's, I can't really explain in detail, but he's like, oh, I'm gonna make the best fried chicken you ever had. This is actually a Google Foods video, but I'm using this as an example. And I click on it like, ah, great. And then it's a sous vide everything video, and I'm like, damn. Which means he has to sous vide chicken before he fries it, instead of straight frying it. I guess I'm less interested because I don't have a sous vide setup. Maybe if I did, I'd be more interested. I can't even make that a promise. I'm not sure. However, Google makes a lot of great food, does a lot of experiments. Basically, he tries the things that you think you want to try, but you don't have to waste your food. Because if the experiment sucks, he did it. It sucks. And I don't mean like, what's just better, smoked paprika or sweet paprika experiments. I mean like extreme ones that's going to make a difference. These aren't experiments where the outcome is based on his personal taste. But generally, is this rotten or not? <laughs> like, dry aging a steak and a honey. Like, can I eat it afterwards? Is it worth wasting a whole chunk of steak? Those are the answers he gives. Also, there are like times where he like dry ages, then suvies. It's like, to get like really great. The er I think I might like the some of the early Suvay Everything videos better. Actually, it's a thumbs up. It's a toss up. Because some of the early ones are great. And some of them are not my favorite as the same as the newer ones. So I'm just not a really big Suvay Everything person. What else do I watch on YouTube? Mythical Kitchen which is a branch of Mythical Peace, I believe is the channel. Good Mythical Morning is the name of the channel. We are, as viewers, Mythical Beasts. So there's Mythical Kitchen, which is Josh. He's the chef for the original personalities who are Red and Link. Their main channel has a lot more to do with, has a lot more than food on it. But I found their channel because they would do snacks from other dimensions, which is super great. Like, instead of, wait, I had the perfect example and I lost it. Okay, instead of hot Cheetos, they had cool Cheetos, where I think the whole thing was sprinting. The whole concept was using mint or whatever it is that makes you feel cool when you eat the Mentos. On the Cheetos, and they did a lot of these snacks from other dimensions. Sorry, I had to. I watched a lot. I just had to. But the chef, head chef Josh, who is great culinary mind. He's whimsical, sporadic. Like he turned Seven Eleven ingredients into a beef Wellington. That's what I mean by whimsical. I mean like crazy, does whatever he wants because it pops into his head type ish. That's the fun stuff I like about that. I can't even explain to you what happens on that channel because it's so... I don't know. It's all over the place. They, you learn some things. 
you look at some things like that's never gonna taste great okay on the main channel there's this cold foods hot hot foods cold so just think about that like hot ice cream and cold soup they have cold soups but it was a particular soup that usually isn't served cold things like that which super fun um I don't know if they actually did hot ice cream, but it was the first cold thing to come to mind because it's summer. Actually, technically, it's still spring. It's not June 21st yet, but it's almost summer. Summer heat. Summer degrees outside. I like the Mythical Kitchen. Just check it out. I promise you, if you check out Mythical Kitchen, it'd be totally worth your time. And if you want more than food, just watch Good Mythical Morning. You get everything they test products they actually they do a lot a lot of food because they do like kfc from other countries what they have similar to me um i talked about birthday foods from other countries a little while ago they have a birthday food or birthday cakes from other countries episode i'm not quite exactly sure it might have been very similar to what i did now that i think about it i mean you know, you can double check my facts on that YouTube channel if you want to. I don't know. They also have a podcast, which is a great podcast. Okay, Josh and his co-host. God dang, you think I didn't remember her name. And I'm so sad for not remembering her name right now. The sad part is, I can hear the intro to the podcast where he goes, Hi, I'm Josh, whatever. And she goes, Hi, I'm... I don't know. And I like her voice and the way she does her intro. Anyway, they have a podcast called Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich? Where they like talk about things that can be seen as culinary debates. Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a pizza a sandwich? Etc. I have been... The thing is, if I listen to too many of the podcasts... I feel like my mind will be corrupted with concepts and I will just be following their concepts. As opposed, I only like go check it out every so often, but I can't listen to it like I was like right before I started this because I don't want to be chasing them. And if I don't listen to them, there's a lot. Instead of thinking, God, that's a great concept for me to talk about on my podcast. I want to be thinking, I mean, yes, I might get more topics and more interesting topics. There's nothing wrong with me doing that, technically. I want to be able to organically come up with... I mean, nothing's really organic. Everything's... I'm talking about YouTube channel right now. Meaning, I was inspired by all the YouTube videos I watched to do this podcast. See? It doesn't work like that. But I just want to be able to say maybe I'm one step ahead. Like, if I do my episode next week on something random, I don't know it. And three weeks after that, they do the episode on it. I'd feel a lot less I'm like I'm chasing them. I don't really know how to explain that feeling, but that's what I feel. Um, okay, so Tasty. I have watched a few Tasty videos, such as Making It Big, where Alvin makes giant hamburgers, giant sushi, etc. Giant pancakes for people. There's the one where the chef has to make things and whatever is given to her. Like, can she make a gourmet meal with a blender or a microwave or a... Flat iron was one of them. Tasty videos are interesting. The only thing about Tasty is a lot of times they're they are called producers. They are tasty producers. This I know. Which makes me think, are the BA 
producers their job titles are a little different they're like a whole magazine they do a lot more than just, well no tasty's hold up i don't want to get into this right now my brain might pop it's the early ams of a monday not the time anyway a lot of the tasty producers end up going independent and i don't know what's going on with like the contract between tasty and its producers but it's really weird like the try guys i actually didn't watch a lot of the try guys before they left um, i don't watch them i have seen a few videos you know they're not youtubing but i think they're i think they're very entertaining the try guys i don't know don't know honestly give them a try you tell me how the try guys are i think they had to like go to court for their name because they were called the try guys when they were still with tasty it's like a lot of it could also just be like a publicity stunt that they put out i don't know but i watched some tasty i like the icing artist she does cakes cake reviews she often does this thing where she gets a cake from a one-star bakery and a five-star bakery or a home baker and a professional she orders the same cake and she compares them without giving you the names of who did what but she like the brands like the exact location she also tests out the russian piping tips it was how i came to understood how to use a lot of them the ones that i own just if you like cakes and pastries more than savory foods give the icing artist a try i definitely recommend she's like my long lost personality bff or something it's also ann reedon and are you like you know ann reedon's first and last name that's because the way she says her name in her intros it's just drilled into you. It's like, hi, I'm Anne Reedon, and this is, I don't even remember the name of her channel. See, you know, there's always something. She does. Actually, I started watching Anne Reedon because she did a lot of debunking videos, like the Skittles and popcorn thing to make colored popcorn. How did you think that was going to work? I, I started watching Anne for her debunking videos, but she's also a pastry chef. She just came out with a book, too, that she just... I think it's on sale now, or it's still in pre-ordering stage. No, it's on sale because she's doing a meet and greet. Just these things come up on YouTube. I just know them. But and reading is good, especially if you love debunking videos. She debunks a lot, not just culinary videos, but she's good. <laughs> and her husband always tastes the food, whether they're good or bad. He's just like her her tester. <laughs> he's a, he's a good sport though. He's funny, good personality. That's all I can think of right now. I mean, I'm sure there's like a lot more, but if I can't remember right now, then they're not in like my top go-to YouTube channels. How about that? This was just on YouTube. I kind of liked this video and I kind of sucked at it because I can't remember anyone's name. By the way, her name is Nicole. Josh and Nicole host the Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich podcast. I was so tempted to shout that out in the middle of talking about freaking the icing artist but i had to hold back but yes her name is nicole i don't really want to end that without saying saying the name because she's a co-host of the podcast anyway this was totally fun getting to share some of my favorite youtube videos channels some of my favorite youtube channels with you guys if you guys have any you really like you should tell me you can tell me you can just dm me on instagram if you don't know my Instagram, again, it's Phoebe underscore W dot T. And when I say dot, I mean like a period, W period T. I don't know if that's confusing or not. Let me know if that's confusing. Should I say it W period T 
or w.t again i'm shafibi this was shafibi's whispers i'll see you guys next week